AD Anno Domini, after Christ, the year of our Lord, BC before Christ. We are still in the new age of God that broke into the history of humanity when Jesus Christ was born. The prophet Isaiah belonged to the old age before Christ. And our Old Testament readings this morning and in the last few weeks have given us a vivid picture of what life was like for the Jews and for Judaism before Christ and his insight about a new age and the coming of a savior, a prophet, a fourth teller. He knew what life had been like for the Jews, exiled, turned into slaves, Jerusalem, no longer the capital, the temple, no longer there. Life, said Isaiah, is like a desert. Our daily life is barren and desolate. People wander about aimlessly through the wilderness of their lives. And there is this in the desert is drought and the need of water. But you who are Jews, you are part of Judaism. Your thirst is greater than the thirst for water. You have a thirst, but it is a problem of will. Whose will will you follow? Is it your own, or is it your Father God? Spirit, yes, as a conquered people, they no longer have the Spirit of God there for them, or not able to touch into it. They are treated like slaves and they believe that they have been deserted by their God, a God that they had worshipped for a long, long time. It seemed that their future would be bleak and that their own way of life and their response to God is at the very heart of their sense of helplessness. They knew that they had wandered away from the path and the world that God had given them and wanted them to enjoy. But they had no real way of returning to it. They heard the prophets, but they had no great belief that what they said would come true. But Isaiah is a fourth teller. And so he looks and sees, senses even, what life could be like if God broke in to human history. Isaiah is converted and convinced that the belief that God will send a savior, a Messiah, is not wishful thinking, but will in fact become a fact. 
when God will come and bring new life, not only to the Israelites, but to the whole world, to humanity, life will be different. Aimlessness will cease as men and women find purpose and strength, a way of life which is God's way and which leads to God. It will bring a fullness to life and people will free, feel free almost as if they had been ransomed. And God would pay the price. I asked my two young friends across here what they thought they would like to do at the point where they had finished their formal education at school or university. And one gave me the answer, politics. And I hope, perhaps, that she might meet my grandson, who I think is aiming to be prime minister, so I warn you. But when you say politics, what are you thinking of? What are the politicians thinking of? And you and I know from our life lived long, we've seen so much that has changed in political life. When I would have been your age, the people who went and represented us, represented us were often called independents because they belonged to no political party. But as the party system has strengthened, so the care for the community has seemed to de decrease. How are we to enjoy the world that God has given to us? Know yourself in faith to have been ransomed. Know that God in his grace and mercy has promised us through Christ the Holy Spirit. And those of you who are here this morning, without question at some time or in some place, will have felt and used the power of the Holy Spirit. But there is Jesus' promise of a gift, my peace, I will leave with you. It's in our world. If only men and women would take it up and use it. What sort of Christmas day will it be for the families of those people who were shot last night? What will it be like for families in Paris? What's it like in Europe? where there is war. You and I have a great task in front of us. It is to bring the power of the Spirit to those who don't know it. It is to bring peace to those who somehow or other do not seem to be able to live other than in conflict. We might be forgiven 
for thinking that we still live in that old age, B.C., the way before Christ. And that Isaiah's vision is perhaps nothing but a pipe dream because of all that is so familiar and wrong with our world. We know it, but we know another world. We know that Jesus broke into the course of our world's history and that he made such an impression that for some there came an opportunity to illustrate the way that humanity should change from B.C. to A.D. In the time of Anno Domino, there have been occasions when even the church, the people of God, have done things which have damaged people and places and sadly have claimed to do it in the name of Jesus Christ. One example, not close to us, but still in our world, the Spanish Inquisition. The church does not always, has not always been as it should have been. There is a lovely story told of Napoleon Bonaparte that at the very height of his power, he summoned the papal nuncio to meet him. And when Cardinal Consalve arrived, he was shown into the room where Napoleon was. And to his astonishment, Cardinal Consalve was met with Napoleon's anger and temper as Napoleon vented the anger at the cardinal. Why? Because he said the, the Pope's intransigence had made him angry because the several concessions that he had asked from the Pope and from the church were not being given to him. He requested, he said, the church to do one or two things. And he said to the cardinal, don't you know? And he shouted the words, don't you know that I have the power to destroy the church? Those who were in the room said that Consalve smiled and said to Napoleon, not even we priests in 18 centuries have been able to do that. This morning, as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, our Savior Lord, we should be telling ourselves again and again and again, Christ is alive. And he comes still to bring power and strength to the hearts, to the minds, to the bodies of his humblest follower. And it is in their humility, it is in our humility and in their faithfulness that the age of Christ lives even now and forever. We live 
Anno Domini. And so please remember this congregation is a living part of the church and it always will be. And remember too on this anniversary of Christ's birth that he still gives and brings the gifts of hope, of peace, of love, of joy. He brings peace if we take it and use it. He brings power for us to live our life in the way of God. And so, this morning, today, as you unwrap your presents, I hope you will receive things that you will find to your liking and to be able to use. As you go from this place, still in the time of Christ's coming, I hope you will take with you, as you have before, power and peace, and to do it for Jesus' sake.